recorded, and everybody came in just fine and clear. So last time, we discussed, uh, we did our session zero, we, we discussed all of the important intricacies of uh, gaming and everything that is not going to make the final cut of the recording, uh, but uh, we did determine a lot about your characters, um, and a lot about the relationships, um, and as, for, the, for the sake of the recording now, we've also determined that Nika's eldest sister... Uh, ended up marrying Bartok's eldest son uh, and moving to a different city. So that's how you guys um, know each other a little bit better. Uh, and the two newcomers, you guys just happen to you know, be assisting as far as uh, getting, uh, getting Balthazar Heck back yeah. on his feet. Heck yeah. Heck um, yeah. Incidentally, that happened uh, four days ago. So Balthazar was uh, found by... Elenia? Elenia. Did yeah. I carry him to the village like a baby? You carried him? Probably not, because he's, he's <laughs> big. But um, but at any rate, uh, Elenia found Balthazar four days ago. All right? But as we began, um, you guys were... Uh, we're we're going to start at what normally would, would constitute as noon for a normal day. But, of course, um, the sun is just still hanging over the mountains, over the, uh, the Brigade Glacier. You can't even, uh, you know, you don't even see most of the sun at, the, at most of the time because of the cloud cover and the snow that's constantly billowing. And at the best, in the, the clearest of days, it's, it's a, uh, a heavy fog, but um, can range from that all the way to full-blown, wide-out conditions blizzard, um, and oftentimes at the drop of a hat. Um... But uh, you guys start up at about noon on that day, um, and you are you were approached by a woman named Danica Graysteel, who implored you guys to assist her in finding in locating um, the magical creatures, uh, elementals known as Shuinga. Um, she provided you a lantern that would help. Uh, that would assist you in locating these creatures, um, and has said that she has had no luck finding them in Goodmead, uh, and suggested maybe if you guys headed out to a different town, you might have better luck. She said that she was definitely not hardy enough to survive the wilds and even the roads between, uh, on, but she figures that um, four uh, adventurer types uh, might fare a little bit better. Um, and that is where we left off. You guys have been given this task... Um, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna go home and tell my parents where okay. where we're going and what we're doing, so, and I'm gonna get a, some provisions and stuff. Okay. So Nika is heading to her house. Are the rest of you going with her, or are you? What are you doing? I'm gonna head back to my house. Okay. Say goodbye to my family. Bartok is heading to his house. Yeah, their I'm house, excuse me. Yeah, like, uh, I don't want to go in there and make everything all awkward. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new family. Goodbye. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, then... I wouldn't know what to say. For the sake of brevity, I was planning on role-playing through the each of the family um, interactions, 
But should I call my dad up on the cell phone? Yes. Since, <laughs> but since uh, it's just you guys specifically, uh, I'll leave it up to you. If you would like me to role play through those situations so that you can get a better feel for the family dynamic, that's fine. Um, otherwise, I was just going to continue since nobody else was going to. I was going to use this as an opportunity to establish the families to uh, and their relationships to the other other characters. But if they're not going, I don't see any reason to do that. So it's up to you. If you would like me to role play through those, we can. If not, that's I'd cool really too. like to see Bartok's Will you? <laughs> mine's, mine's pretty normal. <laughs> Will you just role play through? Um... Just, just say goodbye to my humans. infant child. Can we do that one? <laughs> Is that a yes right. face? Yes, parent. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I am a goodbye, ten month child. Yes. I am. I am an adult. I am a full grown adult now. I have felled my first elk this morning. I am very proud of you. And now we have to take them with us. It's true. You must come I, on I don't journey. know. I don't want someone who's a better fighter to be me. <laughs> that means we'll eat you first. Oh, no! <laughs> Alright, okay. so we get to just, con- all right, just kind of skip ahead. And- yeah. Sure. Alright, cool. So, uh, I'll say that takes an hour. Um, so, you, we re- you guys reconvene at the edge of Goodmead, about ready to head north along the road to East Haven. Uh, is there anything else anybody would like to do to prepare? You guys do have cold weather gear, which consists of snowshoes, um, heavy fur coats, uh, woolen underclothes, goggles, and various other amenities. Uh, anything specific you guys want to bring, you can kind of mention that uh, that you might have in addition to um, within within reason, of course. But um, I'm. Balthazar is carrying a absolutely terrifying amount of books and scrolls. One thing you notice about, like, Balthazar's armor is it does have, like, little scroll tubes on it that can be pulled down like tape dispensers. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, accompanying Alenia is uh, is her little purple-winged fox creature that uh, their fucking Neopet, as somebody put it. <laughs> I think it was Chris. Um, I think that was me. No? Okay, somebody. Oh, yeah, Penny. Penny put it again. Anyway. That's um, a good description of it. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then, of course, Nika has a, a husky, a little, uh, a young uh, young she's female. Like three years. Yeah, a young, a young she's, female she's husky. Probably, Alrighty. Like she's pulling a little, like, one dog sled. It's not meant for, like, a person to ride on. It's just sort of, like, for... Hauling kin lumber or goods, it. and then it just sinks down and then doesn't go anywhere. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you changed your voice. I did. I went. I went. You went, went full went, Nash. I did. I went Nash. <laughs> so is everybody ready to continue then? Sure. All right. So, so it takes roughly four and a half hours to travel from um, Goodmead to East Haven. Uh, most of this trek is along a snow-covered, uh, not widely used road. Um, so you guys are forced to put on like sn- um, snowshoes and actually hike through these billowing plains of, of white. Um, the wind blowing uh, almost constantly, uh, anything from a, a slight breeze to a, a roaring gale at times. Um you can, you know, even, you know that these roads may not be very well used, but people do 
do travel along them, but because of the blowing wind, footprints are like... It, it's like you guys are trekking, you're blazing a trail. There's just... Um, the, the snow kind of comes up to slight hills and then dips down slowly in the middle where the road is, and that's the only indication as to where the actual path is. Um, but beyond that, it's just uh, a field of white dotted with um, the occasional tree sticking out of the, out of the snow, almost defiantly trying to weather the storm. Like this the middle fingers of God. God. <laughs> um, and then uh, it just fades into a, a grayish-white haze, the further you can see. Um, but uh, eventually you come to a crossroads. Um, and uh, residents of Ten Towns, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Bartok and Nika, would know that uh, if you turned left uh, on this crossroads, um, and when you get to this crossroads, you see that this is a much wider road and a little bit more well-traveled. Um, the snow is packed down a little bit nicer, and you can even see spots of um, of cobble in between uh, in some of the patches where some where people have clearly trekked a little bit more. Um, you know this as the East Way. Uh, it's pretty much a thoroughfare between East Haven and Bryn Chander. Um, but if you go, uh, if you take a left for on the East Way, you will eventually get to Bryn Chander. Um, and taking a right will, of course, take you to East Haven, your destination. Uh, although, um, you know, we see Nika uh, and uh, uh, Bartok both kind of look wistfully down that center road straight ahead, because that leads to Care de Naval, where your family members currently reside. Um, but you guys, of course, take a right and uh, head along this second, the, the, the second stretch of your journey um, that is a little bit easier to traverse, um, though no less cold. Um, and eventually, in the distance, uh, kind of rising out of the fog, you come across East Haven. Now, something that I had forgotten to mention, that both... Uh, Nika and Bartok would know. Now keep in mind that uh, Balthazar, unless you've done, unless Balthazar has done specific research on any of these ten towns, he wouldn't know this, and Elenia uh, for sure would not know this, but mm. the other two would know that East Haven was founded by thieves from the Duchy of Cape Valen. They refused to adhere to the Thieves Guild and made their home in the north to honor their founders. Pickpocketing is legal within town limits. Fuck that. Balthasar, give me a history check. Give you a history check. Because mm -hmm. it would seem to me that um, if Balthazar did any research on these towns, I would imagine that the history of them would be the first thing he dove into. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, so yeah, I would say that Balthazar probably has also also knows this. So. He drops down his pack and starts looking through a bunch of books and pulls out one that's like... Volo's Guide to Ten Towns. <laughs> looks at it and he's like, oh, yes, pickpocketing is legal in East Haven. So keep an eye on your on your pouches and purses and other things of that magnitude. <laughs> you guys wanna, are you guys going to share anything about East Haven as you head in? or? Oh, sure. Because, um, I mean, I imagine that some of the lesser informed characters would probably have some questions. Is there, like, wind and shit? Yeah, there's okay. they, they're slight wind. So they do humanoid! <laughs> <laughs> they do sacrifices It's a every slight moment. wind. 
Yeah, God so they, um... Sacrifices? Yeah. <laughs> Delicious! No, no, sacri- <laughs> sacrifices, as in they sacrifice humans every new moon. It's part of the whole... Oh, that's considerably less delicious. Yeah. But, Why uh, would they do a thing like that? Usually it's the bigger towns, and East Haven is a bigger town, so they did. They decided to go with sacrifice. Well, it obviously hasn't worked. At this point, are they, it seems like they're more operating on inertia than anything. Well, We've sacrificed this many people, we should probably keep going or we're going to look like real jerks! <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, Nika, you, would, you, you and Bartok would probably know that it's less of, let's keep this up because it's a new tradition, and more of a, we are going to do this to hopefully lessen her wrath. Like, the towns have basically convinced themselves that, like, this is not, they know for sure this is not going to stop the run. But it might lessen Arl's wrath. And Aurel might not, you know, if, if a sacrifice isn't made, then maybe this will go on longer and more harshly. So, Balthazar I mean, doesn't know that, but you yeah. know. I mean, she never asked for any of this. They just decided to start, you know, killing people. And Oh, man, if I know. was her, I'd be really upset. <laughs> but hey, I mean, their, their excuse is that it hasn't gotten worse. Which is, you know, doesn't mean anything either way. <laughs> Who is in charge of the lantern? Who's who's holding that aloft? I thought you had. Yeah. Okay. That's it. So, as you approach East Haven, as you guys uh, kind of head along the east way, um, getting into the western side of the town, um, Bartok is holding the lantern aloft, and uh, you guys um, kind of walk slowly into town, all kind of glancing at the lantern every few seconds, uh, almost holding your breath, like, oh, is this going to happen? Bartok uh, um, is is just kind of keeping in his, keeping their eye on it, and uh, there is no change in the light. Hmm. The, la- the, the candle flame within continues to flicker in a very comforting and warm orange glow. Where would we be in town? So you guys have just come along the west... You're on the west side of town right there. Yep, perfect. You've just entered town there. Okay, let's cut the lantern in two and split up. Alright, I don't think that will work. Are you sure? (laughs) Yes. Do you have a scroll about this? No, it's just if you chop magic items in half, they usually tend to either not chop in half or, or break. Okay, I guess I trust you on that. Yeah, Where should we go first? <laughs> <laughs> well, did did the Danica was her name? Danica. 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 Did she say or that it was just back. like if you walk <laughs> through a town, or is it the perimeter? Like, are Chewingas known to be outliers, or do they just kind of like hide in plain sight? I want. Uh, Bartok and Nika to give me, just give me history checks. Just, just, oh. just two history. Oh, I got okay, six. <laughs> Nat twenty. Wow. Okay. I think my character's gonna live. Well, we have two snakes have not yet popped out well, of the well. Yeah, give it time. Two frog snakes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, first off, first and foremost, before you guys had left, Danica had explained how the lantern works. And that is that um, whenever the lantern is within 300 feet of the specified creature, in this case elementals, the flame will turn green. Um, Nika, you know a little bit more about Chewingas than than most others. Uh, perhaps uh, I would say that your father probably told you and your sister's stories growing up. 
Um, you've heard you know myths and stories about mischievous little you know winter sprites that, uh, that visit upon towns and oftentimes are uh, you know they steal steal shoes to, from naughty little girls who don't go to bed on time that sort of thing um, or they, they snuff out the candles of of uh, in the or they, they snuff out the the, the fireplaces in uh, the rooms of of naughty children who uh, you know don't obey their parents that sort of thing um, but throughout the stories that you've heard, you do know that Chewingas can hide in plain sight. They are small creatures that, that I mean, they're, they're very mysterious and very, um, elusive if they do ex in fact exist, but. So they, they're just, they're mischievous, so they, they'll probably, um, they'll probably be in areas just within town then. I mean, I don't think they'd be in an outlier because then they can't really get up to a whole lot of mischief, so... Yeah, why don't we check the inn? Yeah, see if there... More traffic there. Yeah, let's, um... Uh, the White Lady Inn, which is here. And then there's another one, which is way over here, the Wet Trap. So we have these two. We can ask people and see if they've heard anything. See, go from there. Maybe ask this one, and then if need be, we can head over there. Yeah. Best way. That sounds good. Sure. All right. All right. To the White Lady Inn! So you guys continue down the main road. Um, you watch, uh, and as you walk, you're, you're kind of noticing that uh, though there are, you know, this is roughly 5.30 in the afternoon, so to speak, um, the sun is now already disappearing back behind the Regette Glacier. You can't, you know, it's, it's the, the light is, you're getting more light from the lantern and from, uh, if you guys are carrying torches, I imagine, um, you're getting more light from those than you are from the sunlight. Um, and you know, you're noticing a lot of these buildings, you see, you know, the, the flickering of candles and, mm -hmm. and torches and, and hearths within these buildings. But for the most part, um, and this is not really a, a much of a surprise to anybody, uh, there aren't a whole lot of people on the street. I mean, every now and then you'll come across someone who's, you know, briskly walking down the street wearing heavy furs, their identity completely masked. You don't even see their face, and they're just trying to trying to find shelter from the cold, even out outdoors. Um, I'm going to cast um, produce flame. Okay. So that I can see. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just like hold hold a little flame in my hand. Okay. And um, it sheds bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. Um, okay. So I either dismiss it with an action or I the throw lantern, it at someone. The lantern is still providing a lot more light. Uh, the lantern provides 30 feet of bright light and then 30 feet beyond that of dim. But uh, but yeah, like kind of a personal thing. So, and uh, I don't... That does... Produce flame, does that... Uh, does it specify anything about warmth or heat? Um, remains there for the duration and harms neither you nor your okay. equipment. So, um, so I would think I can use it as a weapon. I don't know if maybe then I would say that it, it does provide a small amount of heat, but I mean it's essentially like candle flame. Okay. So, so yeah, Nika, yeah, I got my mitts on. <laughs> yeah, there's this little little flickering flame of a candlelight in, in Nika's palm as you guys are walking. So I'm going to, um, but I'm staying next to the, the cart, like that my that uh, your little, Dagmar is pulling. Your little sled. Yeah. Okay. Just just uh, 
That way I can keep an eye on... Well, I mean, I assume Dagmar's, like, keeping up with us. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, she's she's fine. It's not loaded for... Mm-hmm. No, she's fine. This is not nothing nothing new. In fact, um, I imagine that uh, that especially in, in Icewind Dale and Huskies, I mean, she's pretty excited to be out and about and, okay. and moving around. Uh, she doesn't seem to be bothered by the cold much at all. So, yeah. um, so just so I could see her keep track of our stuff because we know the. Mm-hmm. So as you guys travel through town. Um, and you're getting a little bit closer to where you'll branch off to head towards the, uh, the, the White Lady Inn. Um, you notice a distance down the road a little ways, um, in a kind of a, a small clearing, um, where two streets, or where, where the streets meet, um, in front of what, uh, Bartok and, uh, Nico would know as Town Hall, you see a large gathering of people. There are oh. torches. Um, you know, that's the first thing you see are these torch lights. <laughs> need to pull a Yui. <laughs> no, 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 this is down the street a little ways. You can kind of see it off in the distance. You haven't cracked up that far yet. Oh, okay. I was like, man, we gotta pull around. No. <laughs> we, we can see Town Hall. <laughs> we no, missed barely. It. <laughs> like, you can see where that space is, but you do see that there are, like, a lot of torchlight coming from over there, and you can see a few people moving in that direction, and you can see the very back of what looks like a crowd of people. Hmm. I, I Can I, like, holler to someone running past, hey, what's well, going on? Um, yeah, you, as you do that, somebody's kind of briskly walking over to you, or past you, and you, you kind of draw their attention, and they look at you like, oh, you haven't heard? Uh, no, we just got into town. Oh, um, it's a, a, a public execution, a burning at the stake. Um, everybody, uh, the whole town's gathering around there. I mean, not, not much interesting happens around here. It's, uh, um, besides, it's going to be an awful warm place to be pretty soon. It's going to be nice to see justice served, too. What happened? A, a red wizard was found sneaking around town. He uh, he he had hired some uh, hired some some Dale folk and then uh, murdered them after they they showed him where he needed to go. He he was caught recently in town. He's he's going to be burned at the stake. It's going to be a spectacle. Huh. While she's distracting him, can I steal? Give me a stealth check to get up to him, or give me a just give me a sleight of hand check. You're not a rogue! <laughs> Watch me, rogue. 17. You um, kind of move up behind him while he's talking and distracted by um, by Nika. And you kind of, like, get up next to him and you start, like, reaching into some of these, the looser folds of these, these big furs and clothing <laughs> and trying to find... Uh, he doesn't seem to notice you, but you cannot find a coin pouch. Already, but uh, but yeah, and, and coincidentally, just as he's and he's, as you're pulling your hand away after giving up, he's just like, it's gonna be nice to see justice served. Huh. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you better hurry. You don't want to miss it. And he starts briskly walking down the street again. Are, are we really going to go watch a, a man be burned alive? Well, there uh, might be chewingas. Are the Chewingas yes, burning we... a man alive? Well, no, but they'd be probably up to mischief. I would classify burning a man alive to be somewhat above the caliber. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, 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 you never know. There might be one in the crowd or something. I don't know. 
I will defer to your judgment on this. I mean, we can go to the White Lady and it's probably closer than walking to Town Hall. Which it is. (laughs) Mm. I don't know. What what do the rest of you think? I say we go to Town Hall because there would be more people there than at the inn. Yeah, that's true. I say we go to Town Hall. Okay. Okay, tape all your belongings to your belt. Yeah. My what? My what? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you don't want them stolen. All right. Well, as you guys approach, um, and you see, it looks like a majority of the town has come around. Um, you see that in this clearing, um, you kind of have to look over shoulder, over overheads and such, kind of get you know better angle, stepping up to the higher ground where you can. Um, you see that at the in the center of this crowd. Um, that is gathering around, uh, you see a big pile of hay and tinder and a big pole sticking up from it and a bald man in uh, common clothing with his arms bound behind his back tied to this post um, and standing um, you know, off to the side you see several um, of the town militia, just a normal people of the town wearing uh, leather armors and big heavy furs holding torches and and you see that he's got a, a, a gag he's got a, a heavy uh, cloth wrapped around in his mouth and he's just he's just like standing on this on this uh, uh, this pile of tinder and just coldly looking out at the, the spectacle around him no emotion on his face you don't see fear you don't see regret you don't see anything just staring off around you guys uh, around the entire crowd and as you approach you watch as members of the militia lean down and ignite the tinders and the gust of the the cool wind catches and just fans the flames and very very rapidly they just they uh, spread across this tinder and engulf him and he doesn't move he doesn't scream he doesn't do anything as he is engulfed in these flames and when this happens you watch as all of these townsfolk kind of all move in a little bit closer just getting this warmth even from this distance you guys can feel this honestly comforting warmth a warmth that you very seldom feel um and have felt since coming to uh icewind dale and uh, however you that makes you feel it's um, the, ma- the fact of a man burning alive is actually giving you guys some semblance of comfort um, and you watch as these town this, this entire thing goes down with very little noise all you can hear are the crackling flames and the, the slight sounds of the wind blowing through the town and, and uh, rustling some you know rustling snow and icicles as this spectacle unfolds and then, uh, pretty soon, you guys watch as a woman starts walking over to you. She's wearing a tailored coat and a fur hat. Um, and she's, she kind of walks up to you and she says, um, Hail! Welcome to East Haven. You, uh, you all look new here. Uh, Do not yes. recognize you. We are, we are on a research mission. Mm-hmm. A research mission? Yes. What, uh, what are you researching? Uh, uh, the, the spirits known as Chowinga. <laughs> she kind of laughs. She's like, oh. I know, right? Yeah, that's... Well, I, uh, I hope that your, uh, your research, uh, bears fruit, though, uh, 
in these cold times, not much does, but, um, my name is, uh, Captain Arlagoth. I am the, uh, the, the captain of the militia here in East Haven. Um, where are, where are you from? Where do you hail? Uh, I am from, uh, Candle Keep, further down the Sword Coast. Oh, that's quite far away. Yes. You were really dedicated to your research. Oh, this was, uh, this was a research for, uh, someone else. Mine, I, I was just here for a, a retrieval mission. What were you retrieving? Oh, some scrolls, old tomes, things of that nature. Oh, um, very well. I'm, I'm afraid I cannot help you in that regard, but... Um, it is fine. I know where my core is. Well, goes. where are the rest of you from? Oh, good mead. Oh, neighbors. Yes. Mm -hmm. neighbors, nice. Very nice to meet you. Um, and you. Your, what, what, what were your names? I didn't... Uh, Nika. Bartok. Balthazar Kronk. Oh, sorry, Nika Solberg. Eliana. Eliana, Eliana, where are you from? Oh, wait, I mean, Alenia. <laughs> I'm not saying my own yeah. fucking name. Uh -oh. Alenia, where are you from? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. A lass without a, without a home to call her own, I understand. But, um, I, uh, sorry to bother you in the, uh, during this, um, these times. Um, but, uh, I do actually have a motive for coming to speak to you. you you're definitely from out of town, and you look capable. Uh, I was wondering if you would be able to help our fair town of East Haven. We, we would be happy to. Mm -hmm. uh, excellent. Um, four fishermen went missing on Lake Dinish uh, Dinishar ten days ago. Uh, the coastline is hard to sail along because of the ice flows, but savvy anglers prefer it. There are fewer competing fishes from the other lake towns there, but uh, we need someone to scout the coastline and search for them. Um, I was hoping that uh, you might be able to help me in this regard. Yes, I believe so. Although, we should probably finish our research first. Of course, of course. When you get the chance, I mean... Um, <laughs> we can investigate one while we're doing the other. Yeah, what are their true. names? They go by uh, uh, Miroslava, Chidmir, uh, Marcus... Thomas. And Lucilius, um, but yes, please do not do not misunderstand. I I mean, uh, um, by all means, continue about the business that you have first. Um, these these fishes have been gone for a ten day now, and uh, in these uh, difficult times, there is uh, little hope that they have survived the the weather and uh, and the wilds of uh, wherever they are. But um, the families do wish for some sort of closure, and they perhaps uh, knowing where they went, and uh, would help greatly for future fishermen to know of their fates, to perhaps avoid that in the future. Of course. Um, so, yes. uh, no rush, and also, uh, in that regard, uh, there's not much that East Haven can do to repay you, unfortunately. We are, uh, you know, all, all of us ten towns have, uh, these are hard times indeed. Mm -hmm. so. Would it um, be alright if we stay at one of the inns for, um, as our fee? Um, I'm terribly sorry. That is not something that I can provide. I, I do not hold sway over the inns. They are private businesses, and uh, again, I, as I said, that uh, we we don't have any way of uh, of uh, payment to even afford to those. Um, though uh, I I can say that uh, perhaps if if payment is of of a necessity for you. Um, we did uh, we did confiscate two items from the dearly departed uh, wizard Dazan. Um, they might interest you, especially uh, you, sir. Oh. 
Balthazar. Um, a, uh, uh, he, we confiscated, uh, confiscated a. <laughs> <laughs> What did you scoot? <laughs> Compensate. Compensate. <laughs> what did you s- We confiscated a spell scroll of fireball and uh, a gray bag of tricks. <laughs> oh, well, those sound light. Yes, if, uh, if you would be so kind to do this, uh, you, uh, I could probably I pull some strings and have you select one of them as a reward. Uh, so you will help us? You will help uh, our town? Of yes. course. Yeah. Very I wouldn't dream of doing otherwise. I am very grateful to you. Uh, when you have learned of their fate, um, please return to me at uh, Town Hall when you can. Well, please, uh, let us know anything that you already know about their disappearance. I'm Details. afraid I know nothing more other than their lo- the last known location on, on Lake Dinashire. Um, I could provide you a uh, uh, relative dis- directions along the coast, uh, just a little bit up north. Beyond that, and I'm afraid I don't know much of anything. Uh, sure. I, would th- I mean, they had a boat with them, but that has not yet been recovered. That might be a, a place to start, or perhaps, um, hopefully, God forbid, that it not sink into the into the lake. But um, yes, that would be something to look out for. But uh, any sign, any sign that you can uncover would be very grateful. There's always a chance we could encounter a swing up there too, tangling fishing lines and hiding lures. If they do, in fact, exist, I do not believe they do. She says, well, uh, so I, I thank you again, and uh, I will uh, see you when the task is complete. And she turns and, and disappears back into the crowd, who is still who are still gathered around this fire. And you can see at this point the, the form of, of the wizard, as you know, now knows, uh, named Dizan. Um, you can see that pole and everything has fallen in fully into the fire, and it's now at this point just a big bonfire, um, blazing bright, but uh, very qu- rapidly um, starting to diminish, uh, as it was just a you know, written, just made up of tinder and nothing long burning. But, but and yet still the town has gathered around and is keeping warm. Well, uh, we can walk the perimeter of the crowd with a lantern. What's the range on the lantern again to turn it green? 300 feet. 300 feet. Oh, okay. That's pretty far. Mm-hmm. I, do we want to maybe head north and start doing the coast thing too? Because that would be... Where are we? Perhaps we should uh, procure lodgings for the night before we do much of anything else. Yeah, at this point it is uh, roughly 6 o'clock. Um, and the sun has fully disappeared. I don't know about anybody else, but I really do not fancy being out here much after dark. That's true. It's very cold. I'm not sure if you know of this. Yeah. It's very cold up here. Um, Matt, would I be able to use my my background to get us, like, to stay with a friend? Phone a friend? Um, yeah, you could, you could definitely make that attempt. Absolutely, okay. I would say. See if I know some druids or mushers or something. Um, give me a. I'm assuming there's machine. not a library in this town. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> then my library access will not help. I'm afraid not. <laughs> so just straight charisma. Um, I'm gonna say for the sake of, uh, for the sake of your background, um, Balthazar probably does know of the locations of the libraries in ten towns. There is only one, and it is in Bryn Chandler. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, 21. I rolled a 19. I um, 21. So, yes, um, 
you do know of, uh, I'm going to say that the the stables, the stable master there, a halfling woman by the name of Tana. Um, she is uh, something of a family friend, maybe a little, maybe a little bit more of an, of an acquaintance, but um, but she is uh, she knows your parents. Um, you, know, you guys have done quite a bit of business with her as far as tending to sick animals mm-hmm. and such. Um, so I'm going to say that uh, that that is uh, someone that you might be able to. Um, and then of course, if you guys, but uh, Haley would also. Damn it. Um, <laughs> Nika, Nika would also know that um, that Tana might not have necessarily the logic. Like she would, she oh. would probably be well, like welcoming of you guys. But it's not necessarily a place, that, you know. She's not necessarily set up to house four people on the fly. I mean, and a dog it, it would, and a dog, and yeah. Um, well, the animals probably more so because it is a stable. But mm-hmm. um, it would be. It, it's one of those situations where you could definitely do it, but it would be a little bit of an imposition. Okay. No, I was just curious if I knew like somebody. But... Yeah, I'm giving you. I'm, okay, that, no, that's, that's what I'm fine. doing. So. Um, I say we go back to the either we go to the White Lady Inn or we head all the way over here to the Wet Trout Inn. Well, I mean, which one would be closer to? Well, the Wet Trout is not an inn. It's a it's a tavern. Um. Yeah. Let's go back to um. White, White Lady Inn. Sure. Yeah. All right. Go back there. So you guys depart the grisly scene that uh, that has provided you a moment of warmth. Um, and as by the time you do start heading that direction, the crowd does start to disperse as the fire has burnt down to mostly cinders and ash. Uh, you see some of the town militia going in and pushing snow on the very edges of it to make sure it's a contained fire. But uh, the, the spectacle is definitely over, and uh, more importantly, the heat is as well. Um, and as you guys begin traversing through, uh, back backtracking a little bit and taking a few streets to the White Lady Inn, um, you come across this. Uh, you 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 see it looming. It's a, uh, um, it's a it's a simple two story dwelling. Um, warm fires lit within, glow, casting a uh, a welcoming glow through the windows and the door as as you watch a patron you know entering after watching the after the, the pyre. Um, and as you guys approach, uh, you walk in and you see it's a simple kind of gathering room there's a there is a, a kind of a, a, a tavern bar uh, like a bar set up though there is no bartender and you can see that even behind the, the the bar are just a very very simple selection of drinks um you get the idea it's more of a lounge than it is an actual tavern um there are relatively comfortable furnishings strewn about and uh there are people that uh are milling about within and and enjoying um just simple yet comforting drinks as the uh, as you know trying to get some respite from the the cold outside off to the side you see a uh, a halfling uh, kind of leaning up against a, a wall and he's got a uh, a fiddle and he's plucking the, the strings and and kind of it, it's it's a mel- it, not necessarily a melodic tune but there is something like it's definitely music but it's just kind of Ding, 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 you know, sort of one of those things where it doesn't sound great, but it's not abrasive either. Oh, local culture. 
And then you see off to the side, uh, a little bit further down from the bar, you can see the uh, kind of the front desk. And an older human man sitting there, uh, he's got a book open in front of him, and he's, he's got some spectacles on, uh, not too dissimilar to, uh, to Balthazar's. Um, no, we match. <laughs> obviously, we will They're not Pinstez, but, um, and he seems to be reading over something and, uh, picks up a quill and makes a note in it and then sets it down as you guys walk in. He looks up to you and he says, um, welcome, welcome to the White Lady Inn. Uh, will you be staying the night? Yes, good sir. Oh, good, excellent, excellent. Um, how many rooms? Oh, uh, we will, we will how, make How much are they? Yes, how much are they? Better question. <laughs> one silver piece of room by night. I think we can make do with two. Okay. Two rooms. If you have two available. I do, yes. Fantastic. Then um, we have a deal. Yes, <laughs> that would be, that would be two silver pieces, please. Go ahead, uh, pay them. <laughs> Alright, so it'd be nine gold, eight silver left. Thank you very much. Uh, here is your keys, and he pulls out a couple silver tarnished keys and hands them to you. And he says, um, "You go up the up the stairs. Be the first and second rooms on your left." Well, thank you very much. Please enjoy enjoy the inn while you're here. It's uh, the night is still young. The warm the fire is warm and. Uh, we do have drinks. If you would like some, you just let me know, and I will, I will get you what you wish. Of oh, course. I, I, I took sorry, uh, I took Dagmar off the single sled. It's like mm-hmm. small enough that I could like. Okay. He and he he is not paid too much mind to him um, at all. Although uh, I'm gonna say like after after that he looks down and he's like, oh, what a what a cute little puppy. Yeah, I was always... My fox comes by. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Neil heads. That is a very strange creature. Is it housebroken? Yes, uh, yes I am. <laughs> uh, I'm a scholar, good sir. Good sense of humor. We need some of that here. The, better than the the, the dry uh, music that our local bard plays every night, but. Uh, <laughs> you please enjoy your stay. Yeah. Um, but after that <laughs> point, do you, you do hear suddenly <laughs> the uh, the bard behind you. You hear him go. You know, he's plinking the, the strings on his on his uh, fiddle and thing thing thing. And then all of a sudden, thring, and he kind of gets quiet. And you notice a few of the pe- the uh, patrons all stop and look up at him. And you guys turn around and you hear uh, you hear a slight. Uh, here we go. And. Uh, the bard steps out and he starts blinking. Now let me tell you the tale of the white lady. Oh, and he starts singing. Um, I'm definitely not going to do that because I have no musical talent. But um, he begins singing a tale um, that the uh, of the white lady for which the inn is named. Um, and over the course of the song, uh, you know, you guys are just kind of doing whatever you do, relaxing, sitting down. Um, there's only a couple other patrons. But uh, he starts singing that uh, the white lady is a uh, a ghost who's rumored to walk the the lake, um, like Dunisher, haunting the spot where her rich husband drowned. Uh, her husband Ronaldo was a uh, was a miser who 
kept all of his treasure in a heavy locked chest that never left his side and as the as the song goes on it, it talks about uh, perhaps it was the the treasure that sunk his ship to the bottom of the lake or perhaps it was his his forlorn wife who who died and became a vengeful spirit and took him to down to the grave but uh regardless since the song continues it's like the the lake hides uh hides the treasure still to this day and he continues on singing and after the the song is done, he just kind of smiles at you guys and continues on, just plink plink, doing his random, random music. I'm gonna, I'll just toss him. A, I'll toss him a, a copper. Okay. He, he, no, don't don't give them money. It just encourages them. He takes it. He, 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 he snatches it out of the. Oh, thank you, oh, thank you, young lady. I appreciate that. See, now he's going to keep expecting it. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, young lady. Uh. Have you perchance heard of the the tale of the white lady before? I have now. <laughs> it's an intriguing tale, is it not? Spooky tales of ghosts and, and specters floating upon the river. Have you have you been on the lake before? I've been like you, you around know, it's, it. It's true that the story is true, though. It's uh, it's not something I just made up. It uh, the treasure really is at the bottom of the lake, and the only one who knows about it is. The white lady herself. <laughs> then why hasn't anyone spoken to her? I'm glad you asked. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, remember what I said about encouraging him? <laughs> His eyes, puppy eyes. I actually am planning on having a seance tonight. I am in. No, it's too spooky. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> You're out. Yes, I plan on speaking to the white lady and learning more about the treasure and any other secrets that she may be held. Uh, you, would, you are welcome to join me. Absolutely. <sighs> Friend, what muscle. was your name? I'm Bartok. What was your name? Um, <laughs> uh oh. I am. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I told you that the husband's name was Ronaldo. I was incorrect. His name is Ronaldo. <laughs> My name is Ronaldo. <laughs> and no. I'm the husband. Scamper's off. You'll never find me treasure. <laughs> Excuse me. He did not provide a name for the husband during the song. Just called him that dick. Not Ronaldo. <laughs> the miser. Yeah. But he says, um, why well, I am I am Ronaldo the Bard. Oh, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I slipped it into my song subtly. You may not have caught it. That is a good name. He like drop. just stopped playing. He's like, by the way, my name's Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> that is called subliminal advertising. You will now never forget my name, and you will tell it everywhere you go, in every inn, in every tavern, and I will become famous. Excuse me, what's your name again? Oh no. <laughs> The, the poor girl has amnesia, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. how'd you know? Oh. Ronaldo knows all. <laughs> That's creepy. So, what, uh, so young lady, uh, what say you? Would you like to join in on the seance? Uh. Seance. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Excellent. And, and you, my poor forgetful friend? I'll go. Excellent. Well, and what about what about your uh, skeptical um, oh, he scholar yes. here? <laughs> That's a yes. Do I... you not believe in the supernatural, friend? No, I believe too much of the supernatural. <laughs> so you are afraid? Yes. 
Very well. But then... I would better go. All my friends will get eaten by ghosts. That will not happen, I'm sure. This is You're a... going to be eaten by ghosts. No, this this no, is... Die. This is simply a knowledge expedition. We are learning what the white lady knows. She is not going to harm us. <laughs> well, since you are interested, join me at 10 o'clock. Um, my, uh, my good friend, uh, Bataban, and he gestures to the older man behind the, the counter, <laughs> the, uh, the proprietor's gonna... Ugh. Rolls his eyes. Yeah, he's gonna grunt. <laughs> he's, um, he's, uh, he has graciously allowed us the uh, use of the back room of the inn to, to host the seance, so um, if you would join me back there in a couple hours' time, uh, we, I'm sure we will uh, have an enlightening evening. Wonderful. Well, Wonderful. Carry on, and then he continues, plink, plink. Blink, 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 as he moves along and starts She's singing. Going to so poorly. So. So very poorly. <laughs> so I'm gonna go put my stuff in the room. I'm like just holding this fucking sled. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You, uh, you head upstairs. Um, unfortunately, the inn does right not have fireplaces in the uh, each individual room. Um, Do we at least get, like, warming pans? Well, that's why I have a dog. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there are plenty of blankets and um, heavy furs that are lining the beds uh, and, and kind of just piled high. Um, the windows are tight, so, you know, they're airtight, so they're very... Uh, as best you can at, at this time. Um, and the floor does retain a little bit of warmth from the, the uh, hearth in the basement, or in the basement, um, down in the common room. So uh, the heat does kind of drift up. It's it's drafty at at, uh, at best, but it's not uncom not too uncomfortable, especially you imagine after climbing under the furs. So, so you guys just gonna wait until the seance, or is there anything else you guys wanted to do? I'm gonna ask around about the chill. Yes. <laughs> the Jimmy Chompers. All right. The chess. Um, are you going to ask a patron, or did you want to ask Ronaldo? Uh, I'll start with Ronaldo, but the okay. patrons. After. Yeah, after he finishes the song, you, you inquire about the Chewingas, and he's like, oh, I know mighty many songs about the, the Chewingas. Uh, oh, would, you, would you like oh, to hear one specifically? Or? I am looking for a potential locations. Do you believe in them? Of have course. You seen one? I haven't. I am afraid I have not seen one, um, and uh, but I I do like to believe in the, in the fantastical. It, it brings a certain spice in life, you know. Oh yes, yeah. Life is never what you expect. No, but uh, I'm afraid that I have not heard any tales of them in, in our fair town of East Haven. But uh, I, I have spoken to many travelers and you know working here at the inn, and uh, I hear tales of some as far as uh, Lonelywood. Well. Have you heard any strange tales of small fae or other strange creatures here in this town? River. I've heard many tales, nothing strange specific on this town. I think that uh, that our fair city, Haven, has uh, its most mysterious and um, intriguing folklore is of the White Lady herself. Okay. But. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. And then he, uh, he begins singing a song about Chewingus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, don't, you, you listen to it, you don't glean any useful information out of the song. But Is it pleasant? It's. Can I no. roll to it's enjoy it? <laughs> He's going to roll for you to enjoy it. <laughs> eh. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a performance. Like a two. 
Ooh, my man, my dude. That's all right. I mean, it's noise. <laughs> okay, I'll ask Ooh. the other patrons and uh, hype up the bard. Hop up the bard! Yeah. Okay. Hey, that, that music's really great. Have you heard about <laughs> elemental spirits? Within this the, the area. First, the first gentleman you, you walk up to and ask is like, elemental spirits? <laughs> I think they're called shit. <laughs> they're called shit. I'm, I'm sorry, I think I've got. I think that. That bard's playing is fiddling with my eardrums. I cannot understand a word you're saying. <laughs> I said, uh, have you ever heard of Chuzangas? I cannot say that I have. Yeah, that word you're using is uh, a little bit new to me. Tell me about these Chuzangas. Okay, I'm sorry, what are they actually called? Chuzangas. Chuzangas. I don't know why I keep forgetting that. Okay, it's fine. Have you heard of the term Chuzangas? The Chuzangas. Chuzangas. Everybody's heard of that tall tale. Yeah? No such thing. I told you! <laughs> well, we're all trying to do research on it. Just like I see, I see, you're writing a paper. Something like that, yeah. I see, alright, uh, I will look forward to seeing that in the, in the, uh, in the funny section. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a good night. <laughs> you too, strange person. Ha ha um, and you turn around, and there's an older man who's, who's got, like, a, you turn around after that, and you, there's a man standing, like, right behind you with a, a glass half-empty of a, of something that smells strongly of liquor, and he's like, you're looking for the Chowingas. This seems like a good start, yes. <laughs> I saw one, I saw one. Tell me I did, more. I did. I saw it at a, outside of a cat interval, it was riding a fox, it was. Amazing. Yes. Go on. That, that's the end of my story. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's your turn. What have you seen of them? Nothing, but I'm looking for them. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> he continues. <laughs> goes, turns around and downs the rest of his glass. Barkeep! And he says towards the empty bar. He's like, no! And he slams it down. You see the... Uh, um, the, the proprietor of the inn, um, Bartaban, kind of goes, and he walks around. <laughs> All right, anything else you guess? No, I'm just, like, you know, waxing the runners on the sled right. and like, getting it re, re So then, um, I'm just putting all my packs up in the room. All right, so a few hours pass, and eventually so it's, it, it's time to, uh, <laughs> to, to go down for the seance. Um, preferable. You guys, D and D. This is dumb. <laughs> um, Balthazar, did you say you were going to be joining them, or? Yeah. Okay. So. To make sure that they don't get eaten by a ghost, and so that I I am involved in the story. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Um, so you guys eventually make your way to this back room, um, and you go back there, and you see a couple of the patrons, including the ones that uh, that Bartok had just spoken to, and Ronaldo, um, standing there. Uh, you see that there's some smoke burning and incense clouding the room. Uh, multicolored lamps and silks are hung from the rafters, and the light from several candles illuminates a circle of comfortable-looking guests sitting cross-legged on the floor. All of these people are just... Not not many, like three or four, and, and Ronaldo's kind of standing at the end. Um, and he goes, oh, Friends, welcome! Thank you! Just join us! Join us! Sit! sit. And he gestures. There's a like little... Um, he's laid down small furs in spaces where you guys can sit. 
you all take your seats and and uh, you know sit down on the on the floor, cross-legged just like the others. And then you see uh, uh, Bartok. You look over and the the first man that you'd spoken to is there, and he just gives you this real skeptical look, like oh, this ought to be good for a laugh. You see the the drunkard sitting next to him, <laughs> smiling and just complete attention focused on Ronaldo. Just like yeah, let's see some ghosts. <laughs> Ronaldo rolls up, he pushes back his sleeves on his robe, and he raises his hands, closes his eyes, and then he intones, he says, uh, Oh lady who watches from the lake, come to us in our darkest hour, tell us what you have seen. And a moment of silence passes. And then, slowly, you watch as the window behind him begins to frost up, ice creeping along the glass and covering it, turning them opaque, and then one by one, all of the candles all start going out. You see the, the guy who was, you know, the skeptical guy kind of stiffens a little bit and starts looking around, looking a little trepidatious. The, the drunkard is going, I don't know about this. Do I, is there anyone doing any verbal somatic cantrip shit? Uh, give me a perception check. Or somatic or material. Perception, perception, perception is an eleven. You do not hear or see any anybody even subtly casting spells. Okay. Um, and then pretty soon a, a chill goes down your spines. Each one of you just you're not sure if it's the lowering temperature in the room. Oh, I knew or we were going to be eaten by ghosts or what. But um, and then Ronaldo opens his eyes and he goes. I can feel the, the white lady's spirit. It's close. We we need you. We need you to reach out. We need, we all need to reach out to her. Reach out what do you guys do? What do you mean reach out? Uh, what do we do? To her, reach to her. Let's. We need to bring her here. Can I'm gonna I reach around me and make sure no one's stealing from me. Yeah, give me a perception check. <laughs> I'm going to channel my life force into this. <laughs> Nine. Okay, you do not see anybody trying to steal from you. I wouldn't. <laughs> so, so Bartok just uh, just kind of sits there and just... <laughs> <laughs> the hard fist, hard. All right. Yeah. What are the rest of you doing? Getting ready to fight a ghost. <laughs> and what does that look like? I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm like, gonna... my hand's on my sword, like, ready to just fucking... Okay. I'm Whip gonna, it out. Or my, my whatever, I should say. I'm going to pretend, like, I'm going to close my eyes like I'm going to, but I'm paying attention to what, like, touches to... me and is okay. near me or something. All right. Because I don't want to get... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I have really, you know, like, everything's under the parka. <laughs> so <that> okay. <laughs> it's really going to have to be a... <laughs> All right, sure. Adelinia, what are you doing? Do I see Balthazar hold on to his sword or anything? Because I have, I have dark vision. With your, yeah, I mean, Balthazar, you're not making any kind of no effort no. to hide that fact. No. So I see him do that, and I think I'm going to hold on to my, sh my short sword. Bartok, give me a persuasion check. Yep. Oh, I'm just rolling low today. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's an 8 or a 9. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Bartok, you guys watch as Bartok's the only one doing this, and Ronaldo <laughs> looks around. Come on, we... Thank you, Bartok. You're you're a, you're helping. The rest of you, come on, call to her, bring her here. And he starts. Oh, white lady, please shed upon your wisdom upon our our meaningless souls. And he continues intoning, just droning on. 
as he's saying that, I'm just like mouthing it. <laughs> okay, give me a persuasion check at disadvantage. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. I'm just keeping a sharp eye on like everything going on. Nice. Three. <laughs> Delicious. Um, I'm going to say it, but in druidic. Okay, give me a persuasion check. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, That's I'm gonna idea. try for a, for a minute. I... <laughs> Nineteen. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> She's like, this is fake. <laughs> All right. And then he, uh, you, you guys are doing this, and, and Ronaldo looks over. Orc friend, half-orc friend, a scholar, Balthazar. Call to her, help us, please. We just need a little bit more of a push, and you can hey, even see, like... Ghosty, 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 ghosty. <laughs> Come here, ghosty, 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 ghosty. Give me persuasion check with disadvantage. Persuasion? Yep. Fantastic, that's a negative one. Four. <laughs> so good. All of a sudden, all of the rest of the lights just get fluffed out, and suddenly Balthazar is flung ten feet back over all of the like uh, a couple like crates that were uh, stacked along the back wall, and I slams into the wall for five happen. bludgeoning damage. Five? Yep. Ouch. Okay. Well, I'm almost bloodied then. <laughs> Everybody, roll initiative. Thanks, Balthazar. It's not my fault. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> Why'd you call the ghost? He was being insistent. <laughs> I warned you all what they're like. Nika? 17. Elenia. 11. Balthazar? 16. And Bartok? 18. We're all, like, right there together. <laughs> Bartok, you get to go first. Um, so you feel <laughs> the temperature just drops rapidly and suddenly... Balthazar is flung across the room and slams into the wall behind you. Oh. Um, Ronaldo kind of looks a little shocked. The uh, the other patrons immediately start looking at each other and they get up and they bolt from the room. I'm gonna go help Balthazar up. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you run over there and, and help him to his feet. I'm very badly injured. Uh, Nika, yeah, it is your turn. So far, this northern campaign has just been me getting the shit kicked out of me. I'm very tired of it. I'm gonna, in Druidic, I'm going to say, We mean you no harm. We wish to commune. Give me a persuasion check. Uh, 17. Alrighty. You, uh, Nika, you, you, you are trying to persuade the, uh, this ghost with, uh, in Druidic. Um, nothing seems to happen, though. Balthazar, your turn. Ow! I am very badly injured. Can I see the ghost? You don't see anything around you. Okay. I am going to draw my warhammer and ready an action that if something appears, I'm going to hit it with my hammer. Alrighty. Alenia, give me a strength check, please. Oh. Yeah! 23. You feel a, um some sort of force against your body, like against your chest, and it, it tries to push you, and you kind of stumble back a couple um, inches, but you're able to, like, hold your grasp. It felt like somebody had gotten up in front of you and shoved you really hard, but you were able to push back against it. Ronaldo immediately goes, closes his eyes, Oh, my lady, we mean you no harm. Please, please spare us from your wrath. Are we spared? Elenia, it's your turn. 
Can I investigate my surroundings and see if I see anything? Give me a perception check. Nine. You look around, um, you only see the five of you, um, just kind of in this room. The door has, at this point, uh, after the two guys left, closed back and with a clatter, um, and you can see, like, just that little bit of a breeze makes some of the streamers and, and, uh, cloths in here just kind of drift a little bit lazily in this, in this cool air, and, and in that brief moment that that door was open, warmth kind of flooded through. You can feel the, the heat from the fire in the room adjacent. Uh, and as soon as that door closed, it's almost like it would vacuum. It just gets sucked away, and it's just... You're left with this bitter cold in this room. But you do not see anything other. I'm just going to pull out my short swords and ready in action. And just pull it in case something comes out then. Alright, Bartok. Are the candles still out? Yeah, no, all of the light in this room is out. The only light that you have is the slight, faint glow of the torch, the torches and stuff um, outside the building, reflecting off the snow into the, uh, into this room. Okay, I'll use press digitation to relight the. Okay. Candles. Yeah, you yeah. you ignite a couple of the candles. You're. Yeah. Um, Nika. I'm going to walk over to um, Balthazar. Yes. And I'm going to cure wounds him. Hooray! My wounds have been cured. Seven. Yay! I guess in, in common, I'm going to say, um, White Lady, we mean you no harm. We just want to hear your story. Give me a persuasion check again. Uh, twelve. Okay. You feel the, the room, like you see uh, all of these... Um, draperies in the room and stuff, all of these hanging, you know, from the rafters, just start, they, they're swaying in this breeze that you don't even feel or perceive, and they suddenly kind of stop. Um, Balthazar, your turn. Um, there's still no physical manifestation or anything? Nope. Okay, uh, can I roll an insight check to see if I can figure out, like, what the score is here? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Ten, again. Um. So, no. I can't. Yeah, with a 10, you're not really sure. You, you know that there's an entity in here, but, yeah, you know, um, with your, under your studies, you know that, like, ghosts um, that have been known to attack people will usually manifest in some physical right. form in order to do so. This one does not seem to be doing that. Alrighty. Suddenly there's this a... ghost is just an asshole. Suddenly there's a horrible scream, this inhuman ah! scream, and all of the candles that uh, Bartok just... Um, brought up to just boom, 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 all of them go out um, and uh, Eleni I want you to give me another um, strength check oh no six and then you are thrown directly up in the air and you uh, kind of free fall like you fly up into the air between two of the rafters and then fall down and hit the ground can I try and catch her um yeah, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. <coughs> Yay. Can I also? <laughs> no. you, were sp- you were spending all of your time to... Okay, You body slam. Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay, yeah, you quickly, like, jump down and grab her in your arms. Um, the weight of her in your arms causes your chest to just kind of ignite in pain. You're heavy! Um, oh, man. 
Ronaldo continues. <laughs> oh, my lady, please spare us from your wrath. We have mean you no harm. We just want to know more about your fate. Um, and when that happens, you see him just kind of get pushed back a few steps. He's like, whoa. You see him, his eyes widen a little bit. He's just like, oh, man. Um, Alenia, your turn. Okay, so... Can I... I'm going to try and talk infernal to it. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's actually the devil. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, does anybody here know infernal, perchance, other than Oh, uh, do I? Yes. Okay. What do you say? I say, can you knock it off? So, <laughs> Alenia just suddenly opens her mouth, and you guys hear her just speaking in tongues, uh, and, like, just these horrible, awful sounds coming out of her mouth. Balthazar, you hear her speak infernal, which is a shock to you because that is not a common language to be known. Witness. <laughs> Especially from someone who uh, apparently doesn't remember their past. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing happens. Bartok. I feel like that would be a shock to Alenia too because... <laughs> Did she know she can speak? Yeah, so after she does that she's just like... <laughs> gives, has this weird look on her face like I'm as surprised as you are. Can I just hold my turn? Yeah, you can yeah. absolutely yeah. hold your turn. <laughs> Who would you like to push it behind? Uh, who's the last person going this round? Elenia. Yeah. Alrighty, Nika. Okay. Um. So Nika, when you when you saw the uh, after you said that in common and you saw uh, everything calm down for a brief moment, you kind of get the distinct impression that she was listening very briefly to you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try persuading her again. Okay. Please. White lady, can you tell us your story? I'm gonna say it kind of quietly, like, like I'm trying to calm her down by talking calmly. Okay. And just, you know. Meanwhile, Alenia is yelling at her in devil tongues. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check at advantage. Okay. Uh, dirty twenty. All right. When that happens, um, or you say that, uh, all of a sudden the room stops, like that that invisible breeze. I, I sounds stupid to say it that way, but. This, this kind of imperceptible breeze that didn't have a source suddenly just kind of stops, and all of a sudden the room becomes deadly silent. Um, Balthazar, your turn. I will keep quiet and not piss off the ghost <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right. um, Ronaldo uh, kind of look, looks around after, like, you guys wait for, like, a, like 30 seconds, and there's just silence. And Ronaldo looks like he's calming down. I think that you've got the white lady's attention. He smiles. I think we can ask our questions now. What do you want to know? Well, you're the one that knows the tale. After what happened. Yeah, yeah but, uh, but uh, oh, Nika here was the one who had gotten her attention. I, uh, <laughs> I can ask after you. Know. You're the one who's earned this. We... We want to know what happened to you. What really happened? Um. There's a moment of silence, and then you hear a. Nope, nope, nope. And you see behind Ronaldo's head, on this frosted window, lettering begins to appear as if somebody is writing their writing it out with their finger, but there's nothing there. You see a D appear. And then a little circle for an O. Misshapen N. Donkus! She's spelling Donkus! A T. And then below that, 
line, another line forming a K, and then an N, and then an right. O, <laughs> and then a W. So. Don't know. You don't know. And Ronaldo's looking at you. He's kind of looking around there. Do you hear anything? Did she say anything? I'm gonna. Yeah. He look, turns around. And <gasps> worked. Why were you on the lake? Or why are you on the lake? You ask that, and suddenly one of the panes of the glass, it's, you know, there's different uh, um, supports, wooden supports that run through it, and one of the panes just shatters. The loud crash um, going outwards, the glass just kind of sprays out into the street. Ronaldo, Ronaldo flinched and he goes, I don't think she liked that question. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. In the stories, there is a treasure. Is this real? There's a Y. <laughs> yep! <laughs> There's an E. And then... Yes. And Ronaldo's looking a little... He's looking excited. May I? White lady, where is this treasure? Where at the bottom of the... Where, you know, where is this treasure located? And then... There's a T. Oh, okay. And then an O. And then a W. And then an N. And then below that, an H, an A, an L, and an L. Lenia just leaves to the town hall. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as that happens, the room, you feel the temperature begin to climb a little bit. And that, that kind of chill down your spine that had been persisting this entire time seems to fade a little bit. And then the windows begin to... Like, the frost begins to fade and melt a little bit, and the words that had been written fade and disappear, and hmm. Ronaldo slumps a little bit. I think she's gone. Do you think maybe she's upset because the treasure is at Town Hall, and not where she wants it to be? Perhaps. Maybe she's know. upset because she's dead. <laughs> this is a possibility as well. I would be upset if I was dead. <laughs> And he looks I bet you enjoy being alive. <laughs> and breathing. And having blood. Well, Don't my friends, um, <laughs> thank you for your time this evening. I, uh, I think, I we, have th I think we have much to ponder for the evening. Um, fare thee well. We're thank you for joining the heist. me in this. <laughs> <laughs> so we are in agreement that we're going to town hall, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Adventure! <laughs> <laughs> So he leaves, um, and then you guys, I assume, are you, what are you doing? Are you going to bed, or are yeah. you going to... Probably. Dagmar's hogging the bed. Okay. So who's sleeping in whom's room? I feel like I'd share a room with Balthazar since he was the first person I met. Okay. I work. We're not, we're technically related. Yeah. Let's trash talk our extended relatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my sister, always telling me what to do. Ugh, my son. 
What does him? <laughs> you know? <laughs> the 10-month-old, right? No. God, he's already No, the 33 He's already telling me what to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm your parent. All right. Mother, I need my binky. <laughs> now, mother. Are you guys, um, so you're, you're, you're dividing into different rooms. Have, uh, are you doing any kind of watches or anything, or are you just going to try to get a night, good night's sleep? I want to do a watch. That was scary. Okay. Actually, my dog's in my room. It'll probably wake up if someone mm-hmm. tries to sneak in. Okay. Dogs are hot. Have keen sense I mean, like that. I'm an elf monk, so I'll stay up and meditate. <laughs> okay. They just stare at the ceiling all night. <laughs> just like owling in the corner. <laughs> this is how I focus. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think that's how that works, but okay. This is how I channel the key. The key. Um, I would like for Dagmar to make a perception check, please. Mm-hmm. So 13 We're gonna be dead, aren't we? plus 1, so 14. 14. Oh, no, it's perception is plus 5, so that's 18, sorry. Okay, 18. So, Nika and Bartok, you were awoken in the middle of the night. Nika first. Nika, you're, you wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of... Of Dagmar growling. I shoot up in bed and produce flame. You see, um, she is over by the window overlooking the street below. Okay. I'm gonna go look. Okay. Um, you, you walk oh, over. Well, I'm gonna wake up, uh, Bartok. Okay. Bartok. Hey, good morning. It, it's. Something's got uh, Nika's or Nika. I'm Nika. Mm-hmm. Something's got Dagmar's. What is it, girl? Yeah, someone's got me riled up. What are you trying Some, to say? <laughs> someone's got Dagmar's attention out there. Okay. Uh, I'm just like the flame. You, you look over and you see this husky pup just growling at the at the window. All right, what's outside? You can. Right, so you guys approach the window. I hold the flame low enough so we can. You look out. The windows' edges are frosted, and uh, most of it is fogged up on the inside. Especially after a few seconds of you guys being there with your body heat. Um, but you look out and you see uh, just a darkened street. Um, uh, this this white snow is very prominent with the 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 um, the this glow of kind of blues and green from the uh, the rhyme of the Frost Maiden, the, the spell that she weaves, this aurora that you can see above. You you guys are pretty used to this by now, and you know that this is not what she, Nika is growling at. Uh, give me perception checks, please. You did it too. Yep, I did. Dagmar is growling at. <clears throat> 23. Mm, nice. Dirty 20. You guys yeah. are peering out the window. And you see nothing in the street. There is nothing. Not a soul is walking through. There's not even... You don't even see torch lights out there. Nothing. I'm gonna go wait. But then... Bartok, you notice it first. There seems to be a footprint... Or a track... Like a uh, a trail of footprints leading in front of the inn. Down the street. What is that? Looks like maybe footprints? <laughs> like of what kind? Like, can we tell from up here? There's no way to tell from mm. up here. Maybe we'll just go down and look and see what the prints are. See if there's anyone. Yeah, let's do it. Just look real quick. Go wake up the others. And at at this point, Nick, um, Dagmar has stopped growling. Mm. 
guys bundle up in your heavy yeah, furs, and you're gonna quietly. Okay. Go over to the the next room down, and knock on the door. Um, so Balthazar and Elenia, you both are awoken in the middle of the night by a soft rapping at the door. Gently tapping. Is there like a peephole in the door? No. Then I will open it like that far and peek through. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do that and you see mm-hmm. Nika and... Oh, I know, and then I open the door all the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm standing there in my underpants. It's cold. <laughs> They're warm underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Bartok's nipples are... <laughs> <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> no, this is Icewind Dale. You yeah, don't sleep in anything true. less yeah. than three layers. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um... Something spooked Dagmar. She was, she was growling at something in the street. There's footprints in front of the inn we were going to go. Well, couldn't it just be somebody walking around at night? That's worth investigating. Is it? I don't I'll know. say so. Dagmar <laughs> was not too keen on whoever it was, so... Look at okay. Aldair, who's yeah. just sleeping. I mean, we just, we're just letting you know. You can go <laughs> I mean, back to bed, but... Dagmar's... If you think it's worth investigating, then I will go with you. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're awake. <laughs> That's right. We all jump. <laughs> Alder just kind of rolls over, sleeping soundly, and opens its eyes to look at, looks at. Wake up, your whatever it is. It can't like talk, can it? All right, so you guys all bundle up and head downstairs quietly. The uh, the the main room of the inn is empty at this hour. Um, you would imagine it being, at, at this point, since the Frost Maiden's spell is up, you know that she begins weaving that spell at midnight, um, and it does take her a little while to cover all of Icewind Dale, so by the point of where, like, from Nika and Bartok are familiar with, you would know that this is at least a few hours past midnight. Um, the, fire is, the fire is still burning in the hearth, <laughs> only a significantly dimmed... Um, you know, it's not nearly as warm and inviting. You guys do feel a chill breezing through the building as you as you kind of creep towards the door. And, um, you open the door and then immediately are beset by this unforgiving and just snow. <laughs> just filled the lobby. <laughs> this unforgiving and and piercing cold wind just whoosh, just ooh, sends a chill to your bone. It's very very discouraging. You know, you get that that urge to just go back and crawl back in your warm, warm bed, but you know, you push through and, and head out into the snow, and and uh, before you guys, uh, you see already being covered up by the wind, these faint footprints of the snow. What do they look like? Humanoid, animal? Give me an investigation check. Not nature? You are correct. Give me a nature check. Thank God. No, I lied again. Survival. <laughs> Give me a survival check. Eleven. Um, the the uh, the wind blowing the snow is already kind of obscuring the kinds of tracks, that, and you can't really tell other than they are definitely humanoid, and they were made by a boot. Someone's a boot. Are there any animals that wear boots around here? Oh, the most dangerous animal of all. Chiogas. Yeah. What? The ching ching. Chewingas. Are we talking? Still talking about chewingas? I have to check every once in a while. I don't think this is a chewinga. Do I see which direction they're going? Um, Yeah, it looks like they're heading 
um, down the street towards, um, from you guys, uh, it, it, they go to the left, which is south. Um, so basically the inn to your right, when you look, you can see the frozen harbor, and further down, um, kind of branched off of a dock, you see a rather large, like the largest boat in moored in on the ice is uh, a big ferry, and you can see its sil dark silhouette in, in the, uh, against the ice, this sh the silhouette of this dark, this, this large ferry. Um, to your right, and it looks like the footprints have go are going to the left, down to the south, towards the main road. You're following them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. Are they by chance heading towards the town hall in that direction? Uh, the, like if you were to go to the town hall from here, that would be the direction you'd go. Okay. But it's it's like I said, they're just heading south down that main road. So. Okay. Or towards the main road. Um, so you guys follow uh, follow the tracks. Um, and as soon as they get to the, the east way, uh, you see that they do turn to the left. Bartok, you, since you had that thought, you would notice that that is coincidentally towards Town Hall. Okay, this is coincidentally towards Town Hall, fellow travelers. The haunting twings. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a survival check as well. Uh, ten. Alrighty. Um, with the ten, you're looking and you notice that two more sets of footprints have joined this one and have are you know are heading down oh shoot there's more there's three of them do they all look the same uh, it's too hard to tell with uh with what the snow is already like i said the wind has been blowing covering up the tracks they look similar but it's impossible to tell exactly how similar okay they're just dancing it just um. looks like humanoid you know, footprints, some sort of humanoid, and two others, to their humanoids, walked down this, this road recently. Um, and that's it. We need to be careful. This could be more wizard, red wizards, or... I think it's the Bob and a friend going for the treasure in Town Hall. I mean, if you just want my opinion on the whole situation. Well, yeah, but we need to just be careful. They might think we're trying to take it from them or something. What? What, what was that what we were going to do? Wait, what? Oh. Where? <laughs> they asked if we were going to go to Town Hall and, and okay. take the treasure, and we were like, yes, that is exactly what we were going to do. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were getting treasure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. That's I mean, <laughs> I don't care one way or the other, and I, I would prefer not to have to fight anybody. But, I mean. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they might get the assumption that we're there to fight and take it any means necessary. That's true. Oh, if we keep so, following them, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just saying, we should probably know what we're getting into. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, oh. so we'll be ready. All right. Here we go! Oh, yeah. Onward! Treasure! Bundled Good job. Alright, so you guys continue down the road towards Town Hall, following yes. the footprints? Yeah. Alright, um, you eventually get to Town Hall, and you're following the, you're, you know, following these footprints, and they seem to circle the building once. Give me an investigation, or a survival check, anybody who's trying to keep an eye on it. I'll survival. <laughs> sure, why not? It'll be yes. funny. Fifteen. Twenty-one. Nice. Seven. Okay. I'm lost. This uh, is why I, I don't know how to get back to where I was. Okay. Twenty-two. 
All right, uh, the three of you, other than Balthazar, <laughs> um, you notice that you you seem to be catching either catching up to them or the wind is just not blowing as hard anymore as these boot prints are becoming more defined the closer you get to Town Hall. And you follow them around the building in a big, slow arc. And then you get to the front, back to the front as they, they cross the street again. And then you you watch, um, they, they make their way over to the front door. And you can see a few more scattering of footprints there that weren't there before you guys had passed the first time. And then they continue back um, away from Town Hall and back down the street. Give me perception checks, please. Fifteen. That one. Eighteen. Eight. Balthazar, at this point, like you're you're watching and uh, you see that they kind of curve off. Um, the rest of you are trying to look and see where they might be headed. It looks like, you know, Bartok and Elenia, it looks like they're just going to head back the way they came. Um, uh, Nika, you completely lose track of them. You, like, as soon as they start walking, like, away, you just, you can't see them anymore. Balthazar, you're watching, trying to, also trying to determine where they may be going. Mm-hmm. And you see them kind of stop, like several hundred, like maybe a hundred feet away. You could barely see them. It looks like they just stop, and then you kind of blink and you're looking and you're kind of trying to rub some of the ice away from your, you know, the frost gathering along your like eyelashes, and you see no, they didn't stop. They're they're continuing. Footprints are just appearing in the snow, way down there. It's an invisible man. He's not sleeping in our beds. <laughs> this is, like I said, this is pretty far away from you at yes. this point. But. I point. Invisible man! Oh my God. You guys all look up, and, and uh, Bartok and Alenia, when, when he says that, you're, you're kind of squinting. <laughs> Give me perception checks. Just you two. Yeah. <laughs> Just me. Bartok and Alenia, yeah. 12. 16. You still don't see what, what Balthazar is pointing out. You just see the footprints go off into the to the dark. Can't you see the um, invisible man? <laughs> and um, I'm sorry, no, I can't. I believe you. Should we follow? I mean, well, now I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to follow this invisible man. Uh, everybody except for uh, Nika, give me um, survival checks, please. Uh oh. Ten. Five. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, Bartok, you are fortunately the. You continue following them as as they go. Um, Balthazar, even though you were watching that, you're now at, trying at this point to scan the horizon, looking for more to appear. But you, and, and as such, you kind of lose sight of the footprints. Um, oh, and God, Alenia, you're looking, you and you oh, no. can barely differentiate between the old footprints and your footprints that you tracked down this way. Even though those are now getting kind of covered in the snow. Um, Bartok, however, you are able to follow them. Um, and they turn um, two blocks away from where they came, and they make a beeline towards the dock. It looks like they're heading towards the docks. And at I, this uh, point, you, that... you have closed enough distance now that you're looking at them, and you are recognize these footprints as those of belonging to a dwarf. Oh. So they're dwarven. Have we, have we met any dwarven people here? You have not. Yes, okay. Maybe keep going, yeah? 
I think we're pretty well in it now. We should keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just stand. Okay. It'd be rather silly to go back to bed at this point. <laughs> you get down to the end of the uh, the road, and uh, as soon as you get past the buildings, the the wind is just biting at this point, um, with no no obstructions to kind of stop it. You can see wisps of snow over the ice, just blowing in a very cold, frigid, um, you know, just atmosphere, just desolate waste. You can see the ice stretching on as far as you can see, which in even with the Frost Maiden's aurora above is, is not a huge distance. Um, and you can see all of the footprints suddenly spread out and become muddled, and you can't make heads or tails of which direction they went. Um, other than it looks like they lead down the dockways and then come back, but then the dock itself has no snow on it, so you don't see any any uh, footprints or anything along that other than the frost and the wind is already... If there were footprints, the wind has covered them up already, but you can see down this, directly down this dock, leads. Uh, it goes down and is an L shape, and at the very end of the L is the ferry. Is uh, um, the lake frozen? Yes. Do we see any prints in the... Give me a survival check. Here I go. 11. Or a perception check, excuse me. Finding the prints is a perception check. Oh. Following them or identifying what they belong to. Uh, perception is eight. Okay. You do not see any footprints on the ice. Or like in the frost covering the ice. Okay, so... I mean, let's just go investigate. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Sounds good to me. I wonder if, uh... Maybe it's the other ghosts. The other ghosts? Yeah, but uh, the song said uh, her husband, and I'm wondering if maybe if there were other tracks, maybe it's hers or hers and his, or maybe his with um, like some other people that, you know, this, there's probably some controversy with this treasure. Maybe. So maybe they all want it or something for to rest in peace. I don't know. Could also be someone who is invisible, not necessarily spirit, right? I think it's just someone who's like an invisible man. Oh, okay. Could yeah. just be feet. Oh, that's even just worse. That's more terrifying. Just, <laughs> just, just some guy's feet. feet walking around? Oh, I hate the thought of that. Yeah, he goes to sleep and his feet leave. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. Why would you even put that in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's restless leg syndrome in this world. Let's go chase the ghost invisible man down. Uh, yeah, I guess let's go forward. Uh, you guys descend down the dock, and you turn the corner, and you see the ferry. And when you get closer to it, Bartok and... Um, and uh, Nika, you both recognize this as what is known as the East Haven Ferry. The East Haven Ferry transports people and cargo to the towns of Kerr Dineval and Kerr Knig for a modest fee. Um, so it's it's kind of a staple of the town. Um, but you can see that it is just, at this point, completely trapped in ice. And um, I'm going to say that both of you have probably heard from your respective family members in Care Dineval that uh, there were some complaints that the, the ferry has stopped mm. um, since the Frost Maiden moved in. But uh, that's what you, you recognize this definitely as, as being that specific boat. Um, you can see a small cabin is situated towards the aft end of the hull. 
Let's go to the cabin. As you guys get to the cabin, um, you can see that snow has covered most of the, the, the boat itself. Um, and you see plenty of these footprints covering the deck of the, of the boat. Um, as you guys step onto the boat, it creaks, the, the wooden, the floorboards creak in the, in the cold and, and the, the quiet night. As you step up and you notice that the ice covering the cabin door has been chipped away. Looks like, uh, there's a kind of a sheet of, not even a sheet, but a, a sheen of ice that just covers most of this this boat everywhere, but along the edges and along the, the handle you can see it's been chipped away. Does the, is that, blah, blah, the footprints, do they go to oh, yeah. the cabin? Oh yeah. So who's gonna, is, is someone gonna go up to the door? Uh, I'll yeah, who's the sneakiest? I got a plus six. Okay. For yourself? Yeah. Did you, while, while you're investigating these footprints, um, you actually pinpoint uh, especially here on this, on the boat, kind of covered from the wind and having been walked along a bunch uh, enough. Um, it takes you a few minutes, but you do eventually put together that there are four distinct sets of footprints, of boot prints. Are they all the same type of boot? Um, yes. I'm stomping up to the door. So before you, before you do that, I'm going to cast Veil of Dusk on you. Uh-huh. And that, um, you're, you're cloaked in this, like, shadowy darkness, and you're very quiet. Um, the target gains a plus one bonus to their armor class and rolls stealth checks with advantage for the duration of the spell. So, ten minutes. Cool. And I have to concentrate on it, so. Okay, so I got a fourteen. You got a fourteen? Yeah. On your stealth check? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you creep up, creep up to the door. Um, it's very, very difficult um, to be as silent as you want to be with the creaking of the the, the deck itself. Like it's impossible to to get up there without any sound at all. But you you get up to the door and nothing happens. You don't hear anybody or see anybody. Um, uh, you know, no, nothing. You've you've clearly not disturbed anything. Yeah. But you get up to the door. So I'm gonna peek it open a little bit. Okay. You open it up, and it is pitch black inside. Do you have night vision at all? Yeah, I have dark vision. Dark vision? Okay. Um, inside, you see it's a roughly ten foot square room, and there are four sleeping bags kind of arranged around the room. Backpacks and sacks kind of filled and, and uh, lined along one wall, and a big rolled up piece of parchment that's just kind of uh, sitting along the edge of, like, at the base of those packs. I'm going to go in and take a peek at the parchment. So you uh, you guys watch as Elenia slips inside the, inside the cabin, and pretty soon you hear her unfurling some sort of scroll or something. Uh, Alenia, you, you un- unroll it and immediately recognize that it is a map of Icewind Dale. Um, and as you're looking at it, um, it's it's rather difficult to read in the dark, so give me a perception check, please. 18. 18, okay. What languages do you read, or can you, can you speak? Um, I can speak common, deep speech, elvish, infernal, and orc. Okay. 
you see um, on this simple map, uh, there uh, all of the writing on it is in a language you do not recognize, and there are little X's and um, you know words written next to each X. Give me an intelligence check, just a straight up intelligence check. I have a negative one. So only you knew someone with a great big brain. I got a nat one. Which made it a zero. Um, you're not. You're, you're looking at this, and you're like, you think that this might be Icewind Dale, but you're not 100 percent sure. You think it might be language? You can't. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna hold on to it, and then I'm gonna take a look at the their packs. Okay. You start opening up one of the packs. Um, you open it up, and you see it is filled with supplies, mostly rations. So is it safe to say the rest of the bags are just rations, or should I go... It's, you, you could probably assume so, uh, based off of the context clues, yeah, it's probably rations and other supplies. Okay. Is there any supplies that I feel like I would need for survival or anything? Any? Well, I mean, everything in, in these packs would be useful as far as survival goes, absolutely. You know what, I steal one of the packs. <laughs> okay, yeah, you pick up the pack. What's all in it? You're going to take inventory right now? Later. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I, I sneak back out. Alright, so you have the pack in the map? Yeah. Okay. Um, as you are leaving, you suddenly hear a creak on the boat behind you. Oh, no. And you kind of spin around just in time to see the light shimmer, and suddenly a dwarf appears. He's got a bushy white beard, bald head. He's wearing uh, dark furs trimmed with uh, white, um, you know, white fur. Um, but his skin is like a stone gray color. Dead Santa. And he stands behind you um, with a a dagger, and he plunges it at you. Um, does a seventeen hit? Yes. You take five piercing oh, no. and ten psychic damage. Are you dead? Yeah. So you guys watch as Elenia slips inside the cabin and you hear some ruffling around. You hear the unfurling of a map as you guys wait out there. Um, so how much do I need to die? Because I was my max was ten. You, he would have needed to deal twenty damage. Okay. Total. Um, we are in the danger zone right now. This is when characters die. Yeah. yeah. But you, you hear her rummaging around in there. You can hear some some just shuffling. And then pretty soon you hear sounds of uh, cloth rubbing against cloth. And, and the, the you can hear the, the parchment being rolled back up. And then you can hear the creaking of her approaching the door. And then suddenly you hear... And thwomp. Everybody roll initiative. She did. <laughs> Nika? 19. Balthazar? 4. I got a 4. 5. Bartok? 7. Alright, Nika, you get to go first. Oh boy, I'm going to bonus action shillelagh, my quarterstaff skier, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to rush in the door and see what's happening. Okay. You quickly open the door, and um, the door the door swings open, and then thump stops abruptly as it hits something, and you kind of push in to look, 
and you see Alenia laying on the floor of blood, uh, uh, blood pooling around her stomach, and a you see this dwarf, this this stone gray, white bearded dwarf, um, walking away from her, and holding this long rolled up scroll, and a pack in his other hand, um, and you can see in in that hand holding the pack, there's a knife that he's holding as well, and it's dripping with blood. And as you open the door, he stops and turns around, and your eyes meet his, and he's got his eyes, like, the, um, around his eyes are just dark and sunken and beady white eyes beyond that, um, with, with you know, black pupils just staring at you. Um, you still have an action? Can I grab... Alinea and pull her out. Alinea? Yeah, you absolutely do. You can. You reach down and grab a hold of her and drag her out. It's kind of awkward, but you're able to pull her out of the cabin <laughs> um, and outside. Uh, Bartok, you uh, you watch as um, Nika does this. She opens the door and, and stops for a second, and then she leans down, and pretty soon she drags out Alinea who leaves a trail of smeared blood on the on the frosted deck in her wake and she just pulls her out unconscious onto the um, out of the cabin. What do you do? Oh my god. I'm gonna slam that door shut behind them, I guess. Okay, yeah, you reach yeah. over and <laughs> slam it shut. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you gonna hold it or are you just gonna leave it closed? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um that brings us to Alenia. Give me a death saving throw, please. Oh Really crappy. Oh, 15. Yeah. 15. That's a success. Balthazar. Um, I am going to hold the door closed. Okay, yeah, you both hold the door. <laughs> I'm going to compete hold to door. hold the door closed. With, with my beefy body. Okay. And my giant brain! <laughs> Gross. Uh, that brings us back round to Nika. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I need, I'm going to try and, like, stabilize her. Just okay. stop the bleeding yep. and everything. You have a, a, um, a health kit? Um, I mean, I mm. imagine I would, but it's up okay. to you. If no, that's fine. Go ahead and wanna... give me a medicine check. Uh, 19? You stabilize Alenia. Alright, um, that brings us to Bartok. You're holding so, the door. There, nothing seems to have tried to pull it open. Okay, then. Uh, I'm gonna stop doing that, and then... We should probably just carry it back to the... I don't know if this is worth investigating. He had a pack and he had just like look like a giant scroll or a big scroll in it and he had, you know his knife was all bloody I, I didn't know I, why I assume it's from stabbing her. yeah yes I don't no <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we if we uh, wake Alini up she'll be able to tell us what she saw now is it safe for us to even be here at this point probably not somebody no, bleeding out we should probably go probably go I mean she's fine now I stabilized her so she's not bleeding out anymore. yeah yeah okay. you watched this and Nika is basically she she um, got down and she was putting pressure on the wound and um, taking off one of her one of her layers of clothing or something out of her pack maybe maybe a mm-hmm. scarf or something wrapped it around Alenia's torso and, and is holding yeah. it shut so she's she's stable but you know she still needs I help. probably have because I do have an herbalism kit I probably have some like kind of gonna salve or something poultice or something okay. that I can pack the wound real quick okay and then like gauze wrap or cloth wrap yeah that makes sense wrap that pressure sense. and then that way she's like it's okay. stopped but then you know to do better triage and whatnot okay in a better environment alrighty uh Bartok what are you doing I guess help me too 
What's up? I guess I'll hold my turn again. Hold your turn? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Alenia. She's unconscious. Balthazar. Uh, and you're, you're still holding the door. You did not feel it. Nobody seems to be pulling on the other side. Okay. I'm going to step back from the door. Okay. And see if it swings open in my face. Uh, it does not. Okay. Then I am going to assist in getting uh, Alenia out of here and back to the end. All right. So you guys haul Alenia up. Um, Balthazar, you... you lift her up and you feel that pain in your chest that shooting kind of this fire burning somewhere deep inside like really really bad heartburn uh, you <laughs> sling her over your shoulder and you guys make haste back to the inn with no further incident alright we're out of combat so uh, you guys get her back to the inn um, burst in the door still cold you know only a slight warmth from the fire um, dark and silent. You, you bring her over to one of the, the chairs and set her down inside her, or are you going to bring her upstairs into your room? Yeah, let's put her on the bed so then I can see what's going on, and, okay. and I can watch her during the night, because it won't be until the morning I can actually cure wounds her, so... I'll have to... Well, I'll have to go to sleep, and maybe somebody else can watch her. Okay. Well, she's stable. You, you, you can get some rest. Okay. And, yeah. So, that's fine. Alright, so you guys gonna go to sleep? Yeah, I think we're done. Yeah. Try to get a long rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, go ahead and take a long rest. Alright. Excuse me. Alright, so, morning comes, um, you guys sleep in a little ways, um, and when you wake up, uh, Alenia, you, you wake up, and your, your stomach hurts, but it's not anything compared to the headache you have. You feel this just racking pain shooting through every synapse of your your of your brain. Everything hurts so bad. <laughs> what Are what you... did you see? What attacked you? I saw a very pale dwarf like, and then stabbed me. Like a a, a dwerger? I don't know what that is, but it was yeah, just Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. It looked just very like a small man with gray skin and a white beard, and then the next thing I knew, I was down. That sounds like a dwarger. But what would they be doing all the way up here on the surface? Something with the town hall. What uh, what did you? What else did you see? Well, they had a map. And there was some type of language on there that I was going to bring back and see if anyone can read it. And I was taking a pack of rations. But there was four packs and four sleeping bags. Well, if it was a dwerger, it was probably an undercommon, I perhaps? Um, and what else was on the map, do you remember? There was... <laughs> I remember X's on the map, but that was about it. Hmm. I wonder if they know there's a Dwerger in their ferry. Oh yeah, that's just Ted. <laughs> that's our murder dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you went on the ferry, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the murder dwarf lives. Now that it's not running, we just let him live there. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't like strangers on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so do we want to maybe forget about the murdered dwarf for a moment? And... I would prefer to forget about the murdered dwarf entirely, if possible. I would love to forget about should, the murdered dwarf. Should we, should we let the 
guard, captain of the guard now? I mean... Mm, they, she probably should be made aware that there is a murder dwarf in her city. Yeah. I mean, she may, all, in fact, already be aware of the murder dwarf, if he's murdered before. <laughs> yeah, the craziest look in his eye. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I feel like we should tell her. So you guys um, head down into the inn proper. Um, you see that... Uh, the lingering smell of food, um, bacon, eggs, um, you know, breads and stuff, uh, lingers in the, uh, in the, the, the common room of the inn, though when you walk down there, there's nobody other than, um, the proprietor, and there's no food to be seen, um, and he looks up and he goes, oh, no, good morning, sleepyheads, you missed breakfast, I'm afraid. Well, that's fine. Where oh my could God, we find the captain? <laughs> she told you to get, find her at City. At oh, the town hall. Tony, Tony, Tony Hall. Tony Hall. I was going to change yeah. my before accent you asked, there. Before you asked, she, that's where Okay. So, is anyone... I, I, have, a, I have a weird question. Uh, is anyone staying on the ferry? Oh, the East Haven Ferry? Yeah. No, it's been uh, moored since the... Since the rhyme has started. Uh, this captain spends most of his time over at the wet truck. Okay. Um, he happens. He's not a dwarf by chance, right? No. No, no. He's a he's a tiefling. Um, name's his name is Skython. Chatty young fellow. Good man, but talks a bit much. Oh no. <laughs> uh, right. you know, I did have another question for you, for Andrew. You know those uh, fishers that went missing? Oh yes, yes, I've heard of them. Did you know them personally? No, I can't say I did. Well, uh, did you happen to know what their races were? Well, most of the fishers here human, but okay. I think, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Just curious. Thank but you. None of the missing were dwarf, right? Maybe one or two, but I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what specifically. I thought. Hmm. I thought. Thought the families were human, but I could be wrong. Okay. Captain uh, Arlogoth would probably know that. That's true. Yeah, maybe we should uh, go talk to the captain. Let's go. Wink, blink. <laughs> Winks with the Oh, hey, has that, uh, that bard been around since last night? Yes. Oh, uh, Ronaldo. He, yeah. Uh, uh, no, he, uh, he departed this morning. It, uh, um, he... Going about his usual business, I suppose. Okay. Uh, he, I, I, I trust he'll be back tonight. He always comes back. I, I have a room for him. He's just. I just thought he might have been slightly shaken up from the events last night. Oh, that commotion and that broken window. Oh, to, don't worry. I'm charging him out of his rent. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um. Yeah. Let's go find Captain Arlagoth. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys head out, make your way back down that familiar street. Um, this time, uh, the sun is just barely above the Rigged Glacier again. Um, it, uh, you were told that uh, you'd slept in, but you know, as usual, it's almost impossible to tell with with the rhyme of the Frost Maiden going on. You know, the the aurora has faded from the sky, but in its place is just a a dark gray cloudy and miserable um, expanse with the sun barely peeking over the glacier. Um, but uh, in reality, it's actually almost 11 o'clock. Um, but, but you guys make your way down the road, 
that you'd just done over in the middle of the night and uh, find your way at Town Hall. Um, you walk in and you're immediately greeted by the sight of a, a, a rather expansive chamber decorated with oil paintings depicting life in East Haven, including a large painting of the town itself on the north wall. Mounted on the south wall is a five-foot-long stuffed knucklehead trout. Um, its wooden plaque bears an engraved copper plate that reads in common, Big Nuck, caught by oh. East Haven fishers during the summer of 1479 DR. Um, and then before you, uh, you see um, on the far right is a door, um, and before you is a staircase that leads up to a landing, and then two more staircases branch up to further doors on the, either side of the uh, upper corners of the room. And um, this is a very similar layout to, like, the town halls of other uh, of Tin Towns town halls. Um, so Bartok and uh, Nika, you would know that um, pretty much the, the public, usually you, you would go to the, the door on the far right there, and that's where you would find the administrative office, and probably where you can get in touch with whoever you need to get in touch with. Yeah. So you open the, the next door. Um, inside is a... The, a buzz of noise of you can hear scritching and scratching of quills on paper. Um, you look and there's rows of desks and filing cabinets uh, with um, with East Haven clerks sitting behind them, busy at work. A uh, few of them moving about and walking around. You see that there are, uh, on on this side of the of the room are uh, there there are a few overstuffed lounge chairs that have been set aside for visitors. Uh, and when you walk in, um, and a, uh, a, a, a middle-aged woman, um, looks up to you as you walk in, she goes, um, yes, may I help you? Um, we're here to see, um, Captain Arwigal. Oh, um, r r right away, um, and she turns to you, uh, oh, can you get the captain for me, please? And she, one of the other people nods, and says, right away, Miss Tarkwald, and she, he departs and goes through another door, and after a few moments... Uh, the woman that you had met last night uh, comes back through and she walks in. She sees you guys and she looks a little surprised. She goes, walks up to you and she says, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Um, well, so, I don't know, I don't know East Haven all that well, but. Okay. There shouldn't be anyone living on the ferry, right? Um, no, I mean. Skyfall owns a, a house um, on the uh, on the eastern side of town, and I know he frequents the tavern. But since the ferry's been shut down due to the ice, I don't think he's been back. Um, apparently, there are four people living on the ferry. One of them is either a dwarf or a dwerger. Um, they tried to kill our friend here. Um, they, it looked like they were maybe staking out the town hall last night. Oh, that's troubling. Just, Okay, yeah. um, yes, I will, I'll round up some, some of the militia and we will, we'll look into it. Um, we warned, at least one of them may have the ability to turn invisible. I mean, that's very, very troubling. Could you do me another favor, perhaps? Then sure. Um, sure. Would you mind taking a, a stop down at the wet trout and uh, letting Skyfan know? I think that uh, he would be very interested to hear that his um, his ferry has taken uh, has become a home for some vermin. Ah, uh, yes, that was on our agenda. As well. Yeah, you were our first stop because you I, know. I appreciate that. That is very noble of you. Thank you. And with that, you get your job. Your 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 time there is done. 
Cool. We run to Stython. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so you guys get to the Wet Trout Inn. Or the Wet Trout, excuse me. It's, uh, it is located at the north eastern point of of East Haven, um, right you know, right off the docks. Um, Keep saying in. You can see a great chimney is uh, squarely in the, the center of the building, of the roof, uh, billowing um, a, a decent amount of smoke. Um, and when you guys walk in, you see that that chimney is connected to um, a pair of central hearths that are in the middle of the room, warming two common rooms on either side. Uh, the fire is is um, burning, it is blazing right now, providing plenty of warmth within. Um, and both common rooms have a, a, a decent amount of people for this time of morning. Um, it's getting to be about lunchtime. Um, and you guys are, your guys' stomachs are starting to growl with uh, anticipation as you see some of these patrons are already starting to sit down and enjoy an earlier lunch. It's uh, about 11.30 in the afternoon at this point. As you look around, you see behind the the bar is a white dragonborn, a female white dragonborn, who seems to be very busy at work uh, getting meals prepared and, and handing them out to people. Um, and after a quick scan, you do see at a table, uh, sitting down ready to eat, is a, um, is a tiefling. Um, and you know that Skython is a tiefling. So. Uh, Captain Stython? Um, as you walk up to him, he looks up from his, his plate and goes, um, that's, uh, Skython, uh, it's oh, at your service. Sky! And he, he stands up and he puts a hand behind his back and bows and take, and gestures for you to take, for you to take his hand as well and he's at your service. <laughs> I just take his wrist and just shake it firmly. <laughs> that's a grip. Um, uh, yes, yes, that is me. Hi. Um. What can I do for you? We wanted to let you know that Captain... Arlagoth is um, headed towards your captain. What a wonderful woman she is! She does. She works so hard and, and does so much for our fair town. Mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm. a, an admirable person, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the way, did you see the burning? Were you here for oh, that no. last uh, night? You don't. Yeah, there's like you look four, out of towners, but uh, dwarver just like using your fairy as a home right now. Say, um, say what? Who now? <laughs> okay, now I got your attention. So. Apparently there are four Dwerger or Dwarves living on your ferry. Well, that won't do. Uh, no. That's why we told the captain, and the captain... You told, told the us... captain? Yes. Oh, good. Glad. I'm glad. She will get this sorted out. Yes, she wanted us to let you know as well. Or well, she... I appreciate... What, uh, I'm a... You've got me at a disadvantage here, though. What is... Uh, who are you? Uh, I am Nika Solberg. So, oh, Nika, nice to meet you. What um, did you say? I eat his bacon. <laughs> I don't know what he's eating. I thought he was eating something. No, yeah, he, he was sitting down to lunch. Oh, okay. So. I eat his sandwich. <laughs> I don't. Okay. This is a... Uh, Balthazar Croc, scholar of Candle Keep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> scholar? I'm, you have me at even bigger disadvantage. I'm afraid I'm, I'm not as book smart as, uh, as most. So. Well, that's, that's fine. I'm sure you do fantastic work on your boat. <laughs> and who are your charming fellows? Uh, 
I'm just, I'm Bartok. It's good to meet you. The Bartok and, uh... Alenia. Alenia. that is a lovely accent. She just developed it for the past 24 hours. It's really strange. Amnesia. Alenia, where are you from? I honestly have no idea. Where are my manners? Sit, sit! Have lunch with me, please. I'm hungry. I eat his food. And he looks over to uh, the dragonborn. Uh, Namerta! Namerta! Come here! Take these people's orders! Take my new friends! Get get them food! What are you having? And you see the dragonborn kind of... um, She kind of slumps her shoulders, walks out with a piece of paper and pen. What are you buying? (laughs) Alright, what are you having? What are you having? Uh, what's on special today? Sandwiches. Cool, I'll take fish sandwich. sandwiches. Well, okay, I'll take fish sandwiches then. Alright, four fish sandwiches. Well, that was easy. <laughs> we did it. Just a whole knucklehead trouser sub. <laughs> but you always use tiny slices of bread. <laughs> no. right, you, guys, you guys leave. Or she, she turns around and walks away, and Skython looks at you guys. She... Don't let her demeanor fool you. Her, her, her knucklehead sandwiches are mwah, to die for. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, so, Alenia, I'm sorry, where were you from? You didn't say. I honestly have no idea. That is fascinating, and I want to know more. I would love to help you, but I don't know. She's quite an enigma. (laughs) I see. I don't remember anything. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Well, where are the rest of you from? Or are you all uh, also amnesiacs? <laughs> oh, no, I'm from. Well, no, you said you're from Candlekeepers. <laughs> yes. See, I told you. No book smarts. Uh, Goodmead. Goodmead. That's just down the road. You're from Goodmead. <laughs> have you had any troubles with the uh, the huge winter wolves that have been haunting the outskirts of Dugan's Hole? Wait, what? I think that's Dugan Hole's problem. Yeah. I will say, but have you had any issues with them? I hear they're as big as horses and twice as smart. Uh, no, we're having troubles with a... Give me a sec. What is it? Scroll it down! Okay. Um, we're having trouble with a verbeeg. A verbeeg? Oh, oh, yes, that mess with your speaker. I'm so terribly sorry. Did you know him? Did you know him well? Um, Yeah, we're we're like a town of a hundred. We know each other. Yeah. I'm terribly sorry for your loss. I hope that uh, I hope that the militia t- uh, brings the beast down and uh, brings him to justice, and uh, you know to get that mead flowing again. Oh yes, of course, yes. Yeah, it's a mainstay. But uh, it sounds like I'm having a bit of a dwerger problem. Although <laughs> my problems don't end there, of course. It's uh, it's really a shame that my ferry is stuck in the ice, and I'm kind of without a job. Uh, temporarily, I should speak of Danith. Uh, but uh, I guess it could be worse. Uh, I actually hear that the fishers of Bremen have been terrorized by a monster that lives in Mare Dualden. My goodness. Do they yes! Do they, what, what, <laughs> right? <laughs> what do they know of it? It's just a monster. It kills, it terrorizes them. I, I don't know if it's killed anybody, but some sort of, of beast of the deep. My goodness. Yes. Oh my goodness, you know everything that's going on in Ten Towns. I, I'd like to think so. I, I'm pretty well versed. <laughs> That's quite impressive. Mm. Have you perhaps heard any th- any tales of the sea word? Please remind me of the name oh, of the Chewingas? Have you heard of the sea word? I know. Yeah. <laughs> you never remember their name. 
I, I, is when I you know, said that, and, and, and immediately <laughs> I was like, yeah, Chimink RPGs is, is difficult. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, you see... You, um, I mean, I've heard tall tales and such. And I mean, the chewingas. Yeah, the chewingas. A lot of a lot of the bartenders, uh, uh, patrons here will, uh, when you get a few drinks in them, they start spouting nonsense about seeing little men running through the snow and frolicking and throwing snowballs. Oh, how silly! It's, uh, yeah, it's it's all it's all superstition, of course. Um, unlike that monster. <laughs> Pretty soon, at that point, um, the uh, giant sandwiches. The the dragonborn. Um, <laughs> And Merita comes back, comes by, and she puts plates in front of you, and a few pieces of uh, of rough bread with a, a like a, a large um, slab of filleted fish within. Um, you can kind of smell some sort of marinade from it, but uh, yeah. It's, Unfortunately, the food would have been much better with uh, with fresh veggies, but uh, <laughs> in these times, that's kind of hard to come by in Icewind Dale, you know. Unless you're, unless you're a fan of pine cones. Yeah. <laughs> are you? I am oh. not. No. I, I do know that Iceberg now. Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's left. Yeah. <laughs> so, even so you you've met with the captain. Have you met with Speaker Danith? He's a he's a good man. He's a good man. Um, um we only uh, stopped there long enough to report the Dwerger fairies, fairy Dwergers. There yes, the ones the ones inhabiting my ship. Yes. Apparently, yes. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure that the captain will take care of it, and and speak it down. He will do it. He's honest and forthright. He's he's always hard at work making this town better. Oh. Unlike the speaker of Caradineval, of course, uh, whom apparently no one has seen in a long time. I guess locals say that Chronic uh, has fallen ill, but uh, I'm not so sure about that one. Why is that? Speaker, even when when he's ill, he's got job. He's got duties. Mm-hmm. And of course, you guys know, um, recognize Caradineval is where your family lives. Yeah. So. Do, um, do, uh, have you heard anything about the missing fishermen at all? Have you heard? Oh, yes, a t- tragic tale, that, but, uh, you know, when when uh, these fishermen get out on the ice and uh, that that trek up there is a little treacherous, they, uh, they get put start putting drinks away and uh, suddenly not as uh, sharp in the, in the common sense area, of course, and, you know, I've heard a few tales of a few getting bested by the knucklehead throughout, but I'm sure that's probably what happened. Uh, kind of a, a shame that. I mean, their families are going to be missing them, and we definitely could have used the catch, but... Do we know which is their um, fishing shack? They don't have a shack or anything. I mean, I imagine that they've got boats that they've taken from the, from the docks. They have to drag them across the ice to the open waters, but... Um, you know, I mean, they, they just live with their families. Hmm, okay. Do you know anyone we could, uh, perhaps rent or borrow a boat? We are kind of looking for them. No, they're very kind of you. I I like you. My, you might, my new friends are quite the catch. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um. I eat a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh while I eat. They left the skin on it. <laughs> it's all skin. There's yeah, no, no meat. It's just skin and bone. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh, yeah. This is a mealy uh, knucklehead trout. Yeah. Polini is just eating the bread. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure you could find one from the Angla docks. Uh, he just kind of gestures outside. Oh, yeah. uh, plenty of uh, plenty of fishermen are willing to uh, to part with a boat for 
little bit of coin. Greasons most bombs these days. Sounds good. Eight and seven. Alrighty. I can't think of anything. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys chat with him for a little while longer. He doesn't have anything else um, of of major interest to to depart with you and any other nuggets of wisdom. Um, but uh, after lunch, you guys. Um, oh. After after you finish eating, um, pretty soon um, Namerta comes over to you guys and. And uh, as he's, you know, you see uh, uh, Skythen kind of brushing off some crumbs from his chest. And, and he looks up to her. He's like, Nightmare my dear, that was delicious as always. And she looks down at him and you guys. She goes, uh, holds out her uh, her big scaly hand. That'd be 24 copper. Skythen pulls out his coin purse. And he's just smiling and beaming with charm as he drops six copper pieces into her hand. Oh, it's okay. It's so six it's, each. Oh, thank God! I was like, Matt, uh, I dropped six. Already. <laughs> we're friends, right? We're family. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what families do is they pay for each other's meals. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. And I'd like to think we're part of one big family now. <laughs> okay, I really well, like I pay to think for that. his. <laughs> There's. So after after paying your your <laughs> paying for your meal and and uh, enjoying a, com- a fun conversation, a, a, an enlightening conversation with Skython, you guys head down to the docks. Uh, so your plan is to go ahead and borrow a boat. Uh huh. I roll to track down a boat's prints. Give, so give me a perception check. I got a natural yeah. twenty. You walk out, you immediately <laughs> identify the boats. I'm so glad there are I so used many boats today. <laughs> so there's about there, about there, about there, about there, about there. Great, this is wonderful. But you do see, you do see, um, you you look over and you see a rowboat um, that could easily hold all four of you, um, plus pets, um, and you see kind of a, a, a grizzled-looking dwarf um, standing next to it and just kind of. Looking down on him, looking down at it and tending to it a little bit. And... Oh, all right. Let's walk up to that. Hail. Okay. He turns around and goes, Hey, what can I do for you? Hello. We are uh, we are not from here. We are from Good Mead, the town over. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Did you bring me a drink? <laughs> I, just, I, just wish, I wish. Yeah, I wish too, but yes. go on. I cast bees. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes a step away from you. Is that... Is that I a can't. thing you can do? Yeah. Did, did you take that? No, I want to. Oh. I was going to, but I was like, God, I'm a human. I can't see. <laughs> so like, produce flame. No, produce bees. Yeah. <laughs> I can see now. And it's too cold and they just die. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, so I, oh, what can I do for you? Oh, yes. So uh, we actually arrived here on, uh, very recently on the day of the burning. And Yesterday? You were, yes. And you it was warm. It was nice. It was very nice. He I spits and he's like, fuck that weird wizard. Did you hear what he did to those poor folk? A little bit, yes. He hired them, leading them on an expedition, and he killed them after they laid him there. That's horrifying. Yeah! Did he, did he live here? No. Oh. No, he, he, was, he was from out of town. Like you. <laughs> fuck! <laughs> <laughs> we're from Goodmead. We're, we're ten towners. Yeah. He has uh, good in the name. Well, yeah. I can't argue that logic. And mead. Yeah. So anyway, what can I do for you? Why are you bothering me? Um, so... You don't have mead. <laughs> you don't have bees. You're... Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> I have to choose! I'm a human! 
I'm fired from owning bees. Man! Uh, what, what's the name of the... Uh, Captain Arlegoth wanted yes. us to um, look into those missing fishermen and... Uh, ah, we... Fools! Mm-hmm. It fell overboard. You know that, right? Well, missing my ass. Well, we don't, but that is what we are trying to find out. Even so... if they fell overboard, they'd have to turn up somewhere. And that's what we're looking for. Alright, looking for some dude-sickles. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Well, where do I come in? What's, what's, I ain't going out there looking for them. Well, no, we were wondering how much it would be to rent your boat. Oh. Uh, I've never oh. thought about it. Um, <laughs> Now's the time. How, how much you got? Um, like, six copper? <laughs> He looks over to the tavern of usually. You can go buy knucklehead sanders for that. Get out of my business, six copper. Oh, well, how much do you... You're just asking me to sacrifice a whole day's of fishing. Oh, I see. Not oh. one sandwich you... worth of fishing. How much do That's... you earn a day? How much do you earn a day? How much would you have earned today? Thirty gold? Insight check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, insight This man check. is a fibber. Never mind, I don't know. Seven. Twenty-two. You both see him like... Oh. <laughs> uh, he just definitely pulled that out of his yeah. ass. Like, I mean, he rolled sounds... a two. Well, how, about, how, how about this? Maybe can you go north up the coastline and fish that way? And we'll just kind of help no, you? I... Help you pull in some of your nets along the way? He looks over to the boat and looks at you, all four of you, and then he looks down at your dog and the fox. Boat's big enough for four. Fine. One gold. A gold for the day, okay? That seems amenable. Does anyone have gold? <laughs> you have got to start earning some money. Yeah. How, how are you feeding your children? You have so many. Oh, I forgot about them. Shoot. We're <laughs> left at home alone. Oh, I didn't, I didn't put out the dry food. <laughs> Yeah, did we not mention that uh, his kids are actual animals? Everyone in that house is just sitting around staring at a can of cat food. We don't have a can opener. How do we open it? What are we supposed to do? The baby starts crying. The baby pulls out its axe. (laughs) Just tears it open. It's a bear, too. Anyway, I give him a gold. Okay. <laughs> he tosses the rope to you. And, All, right, All right, she's yours. Here Take we care. go. She's the only thing I got. Does anybody know how to drive a boat? Uh, if it was a land boat, yes. Nope. It's it's like a rowboat. It's not oh, hard. Okay. Unless we're wanting to but do you some guys sick look... moves in it. Okay. <laughs> we made you do some sick moves in it. We're doing some sick moves. <laughs> Beating me up. <laughs> what do I roll to whip a rowboat, Matt? <laughs> How do I whip? I don't want to Alright, so um, you guys grab a hold of the rope. There's some oars inside, um, fishing tackle, and, and other supplies, nets, and a few harpoons. Or, like, a, not even harpoons, but like spears, real thin spears. And, uh,. Um, and you guys are dragging it across the ice uh, towards the open waters, and that's where we're going to end our session for tonight.